Daniel chapter 9, verses 20 through 27. While I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my plea before the Lord my God for the holy hill of my God, while I was speaking in prayer, the man, Gabriel, whom I'd seen in the vision at the first, came to me in swift flight at the time of the evening sacrifice. He made me understand, speaking with me and saying, Oh, Daniel, I've now come out to give you insight and understanding. At the beginning of your pleas for mercy, a word went out and I've come to tell it to you for you are greatly loved. Therefore, consider the word and understand the vision. Seventy weeks are decreed about your people and your holy city to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin and to atone for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal both vision and profit, to anoint a most holy place. Know therefore and understand that from the going out of the word to restore and build Jerusalem to the coming of an anointed one, a prince, there shall be seven weeks. Then for 62 weeks, it shall be built again with squares and moat, but in a troubled time. And after the 62 weeks, an anointed one shall be cut off and shall have nothing. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Its end shall come with a flood. And to the end, there shall be war. Desolations are decreed. And he shall make a strong covenant with many for one week. And for half of the week, he shall put an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abominations shall come one who makes desolate until the decreed end is poured out on the desecrator. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man, so, you know, it starts, there's this very, very warm moment where Gabriel... Um, you know, everyone's favorite angel and minister. Man, he, a big time angel. He, come on. He, yeah, he, he's <laughs> like the, the Babe Ruth. And he, he shows up and tells Daniel, you know, all this stuff. And then there's this warm moment where he says. It's kind of the Paul Revere of angels. He right? is the Paul Revere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, go ahead. Sorry. He, he, I love that. I love that. Yeah. He yeah. says, for, you know, for you are greatly loved. A very warm moment. And it's like, okay, we've been swimming through prophecy. Our feet are starting to touch the ground. It's starting to feel more warm and bible Again. Yeah, now we're gonna need a gospel and, for the sake of your righteousness, yeah, yeah. Lord. And it's then, like, okay. uh, and then Gabriel hits Daniel with maybe the most cryptic uh, moment so far in the book of Daniel. There's all this currency of weeks, these anointed one and princes and covenant and whatever. So, D's the the people are are yearning to know what you think. Well, a lot's been written about these seventy weeks, um, and you know what it means. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, here's what I think. You know, we can know, and I think it's kind of hard to do the exact math on this, but I, I mean, I do think he's actually giving Daniel a time period here mm. to say the temple is going to be rebuilt. Okay. Yeah. And to say that that true atonement will come. Uh, and a lot of people look at like the, you know, the first half of the week as the ministry of Jesus up to the point of the atoning. And, and I've actually heard the second half being um, looked at as like from basically the 
death, resurrection of Jesus to like the calling of Paul <laughs> mm-hmm. um, to where like the church obviously starts to take the shape of reaching the Gentiles in a very profound way. Um, mm-hmm. the, you saw those wins beforehand. A lot of people like to talk about the the final week kind of as this, um, uh, you know, lo- final se- dispensation is kind of rip out the final week as this like final antichrist kind of seven week, seven year period. Yeah. Um, so again, I mean, there's a lot of different interpretations of this, but it does seem pretty clear in this that like the temple will be reestablished and then desecrated and there will be like true atonement for sin. Um, and, um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What, what are your, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. You know, um, I, I'm trying to pull up right now, Hebrews 10, um, there's this really, really powerful moment um, in Hebrews 10 where the author, he's speaking of Christ, and he says, yeah, and he, he's kind of speaking to this idea of continual, the continual atonement for sin and the, the issue with Israel of continually falling short right, and right, continually right. priests having to, you know, priests who themselves are beset with sin going in. And constantly standing before God and and making things right again, only to be wronged again, only to go back in and make them right again. A very exhausting cycle. And he says, And every priest stands stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, right. which can never take away sin. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. And, uh, you know, Jenna, she is going through, she leads a young adult small group uh, with a bunch of awesome young ladies in the church. And um, they're going through Hebrews. I wish I knew her name. I can't remember who said it. But Jenna was telling me this observation uh, that one of the girls made that is so powerful to me of the the contrast in this passage of standing and sitting mm. and how the priest it you know the author says that the the priest is constantly going in to stand daily before God to stand at his service but Christ having made this ultimate final you know complete sacrifice for the total removal of sins the end of the sacrifice and offering system he sits down at the right hand of God, you know, sitting is not yeah. working. It's rest, right. right? It's authority. And I was like, man, what a prophetic word yes. um, from, you know, this girl in Jenna's small group. And, you know, I think that this is what Daniel, you know, we can, we can pull apart like what a, a prophetic currency of words translates to. Yeah, exactly. Year, yeah. But the, the, the weeks whole point, years, 490 years, me. Yeah, yeah. The whole point, exactly. The whole point is, Gabriel is speaking hope to Daniel, you know, that, that there's all this turmoil, but the mountain of God will be restored and it's not going to be in the way that anyone expects. And it's not going to be with the people that anyone would expect, but the sacrifice and offering system one day will be replaced with righteousness. And, And the other, the other, you know, kind of word, the desolator will be destroyed. Um, it's interesting to think like the desolator, um, cause you, you, you certainly have like, you know, the Judah Maccabee, I mean, the whole like desolation of the restored temple under the Greeks, um, yep. 
where of course we get the, the holiday Hanukkah. Um, I don't know that, that that is baked into this, but like there is this idea the Babylonians had desolated the temple. Mm. The Greeks desolated the temple. The Romans, of course, like desolated the temple. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I would say the new temple is like constantly being desolated. Like mm. Christians are being killed. Christians are being put to death. Like blood of, you know, the saints of God is being shed over and over. That's happening right now all over the world. Um, but one day the desolator will be destroyed. And so, yeah. you know, Jesus comes, you know, to even to think back on yesterday's passage, like the mercy of God has extended us not because of anything we've done, not because of our merit, but for the sake of God's own glory in Christ Jesus. But but Jesus, Jesus is coming, and this is where I think Jews miss Jesus, is it has to be understood in two parts. There is the, and it really goes along with this passage, like there's the merciful part of yep. the coming of Christ, and then there's the, like, you could call it like judgment part of the coming of Christ. And yeah. that's, Really, we're seeing, to get to another prophetic book, we see in Revelation, Jesus comes with a sword. He comes on a white horse. He comes to, he comes as the champion. He comes as the victor. He comes yeah. as this, this great king that will bring ruin to all of his enemies. Um, and so I just think that's like a great, you know, we, we have to see Jesus as both. We don't mm -hmm. see him rightly. He is mm -hmm. both this merciful, loving, forgiving king to his covenant, covenant people, but he will come to bring judgment and destruction on and all who desolate mm -hmm. uh, his temple, which of course we, I would understand now as his people. Absolutely. Um, and so um, anyway, it's just a very, very powerful word. And of course, God, your point, I mean, God through Gabriel is giving hope to Daniel mm -hmm. that righteousness will be restored. God's covenant people will be restored. And then all who opp oppress them, all who oppress God's temple and people will also be destroyed so absolutely living that hope um for will carlisle i'm jason dees we'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm thanks for listening to our daily rhythm i'm jason dees one of the pastors of christ covenant and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on god's word if you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.